Welcome to episode 41 of the Lonely Fan Sports Show. I am Josh Anderson. It's been a little bit since I have done a show again. Uh, done, been doing a lot of stuff around the house, so uh, this is a free podcast I do. Don't have any sponsors, so obviously that it's just going to be whenever I get around to be doing this podcast. Hell, if I get a sponsor, it'd be fun to do that, you know. And grow it and uh, hopefully from this point forward I can do these more on a consistent basis grow the grow the uh, brand and uh, let's move forward in this episode we will talk about round one and round two of the Lucas oil Lucas oil pro motocross series round one was at Paula round two was at Lakewood, uh, the Thunder Valley National. So the way I'm going to do this is talk about Paula individually and then Thunder Valley individually. I kind of want to do that versus just overall. Um, so let's get to it. Uh, 450s, uh, round one at Paula. Uh, Dylan Ferrandez is your overall winner going 1-3. Uh, when I originally did my preview podcast, the uh, I was so late on doing that preview podcast because I just it was just hard to pencil pencil in dates because uh, it was just uh, when you're doing remodeling work at the house. But either way, uh, Dylan, when I when I did my preview podcast, uh, I had Dylan winning motos, but. I didn't think he was going to come out uh, and win motos right away. And part of the reason is because of his starts. And we can see that in his 250 days. And then we saw that in Supercross. And he, in at least in round one and later on round two, but at least in round one, he solved his starting issues. And he got a solid start and won moto one. And, you know, he did benefit from Adam Cincerello crashing, so that did help him. And uh, little inconsistencies from a little bit other other riders in this race, but uh, he did look like the best guy in this individual race. Uh, now, he does practice a lot at this racetrack, and he does have David Villeman in this corner. But either way, he, he went 1-3 for 45 points. Now, when we start moving east, do I think he will win this championship? No, I, I, I don't think he. I don't think he will. And uh, my pick to win the championship was going to be Eli Tomac. I thought maybe he was going to turn it around. I'll get to Eli here in a little bit. But uh, my last 450 guy I talked about was Ken Roxon, and. The one thing I said in my Pro Motocross preview was if Roxon were to figure his health out, he could win this championship. And at uh, Paula, well, they technically want to call it Fox Raceway, but it, it, it's Paula. But at Paula Moto2, he, he won Moto2. And... The one thing about Roxon is is he has when he's healthy and when you when you saw it especially in when he won the 2016 championship 
his first two lap speed, especially if he gets like a, about a fourth place start or even further, the moves that he can make and take the lead are just astonishing. And he was able to do that at Paula. And that's why he was able to win the moto. Now, Aaron Plessinger was right on him. So it was kind of one of those things was, it, it, was he going to mentally wear down and have a moment that like, you know, maybe Supercross was going to happen again. But you know what? Aaron Plessinger is not Cooper Webb. And, uh, well, Ken Roxon still won the moto. Got second overall with 6-1 scores. And is that a prelude to the season? I'm not exactly sure, but if, if Ken Roxon's health is good, I'm shifting to him winning this championship. And I I was wrong on Tomac, I think, and I'll get to him again here in a little bit. But Roxon looked good and solid, qualified three, and I, I think that he has a better opportunity to win this championship over Dylan Ferrandez and and it really for Dylan it has nothing to do with Dylan being a rookie because Dylan with all the MXGP experience he has and he's won the two fifty championship over here so he knows all the tracks and everything. I, I just think it's going to be more of his starts. And the other riders are I think going to be a little bit better because Barsha is better Moving east, Plessinger better moving east, Sexton, Sexton's going to be better. I think Marvin's going to be better. So I, I just tend to think where his starts are going to be a consistent problem. He's not going to have the uh, advantage of the elevation too, especially on the bike. So I think Roxon's going to have right now the advantage to win the 450 championship, especially even, even after winning round one. So speaking of round one, Aaron Plessinger got tied for second overall, but because he had the worst uh, second moto, he finished on the overall uh, podium third. So Plessinger uh, had a solid, solid, solid Supercross season, and, uh, and it's rumored again that he is going to go to a KTM, but it's seemingly that they have this Yamaha figured out, and he looked amazing. You know, he did make a mistake uh, when he was right behind Roxon, which he kind of admitted in a few uh, post-race interviews that he didn't want to wreck his season, so he kind of tapered off, which it didn't matter. Uh, uh, he was going to, I mean, I, I mean, it didn't matter, but either way, he looked solid the whole race, and he should be happy on where his settings were after round one. And like I said, good for him. He is you know after the you know the supercross season that year when he won the championship i felt you know he, he he deserved to win that championship the outdoors i felt he kind of lucked into that one because osborne got hurt and then jmart got hurt so he kind of lucked into that one but he has improved this season and it'll be interesting to see how well he how well he will do when he goes to a ktm but obviously on this Yamaha, he's figured it out for this season. And if he gets a start, he could win this championship. Or, I'm sorry, win this championship. He could win the race. I think he could finish top five in points this season. I don't think he's going to win the championship. Like I said, I think that's going to be Roxon. But uh, he is definitely going to win the race this season, I believe. Uh, Justin Barsha finished fourth at round one. 
Uh, I never got clarification. Well, at least in the uh, first moto, he finished, uh, moto one finished, he finished fourth. Uh, sorry, he finished third. I apologize. Uh, the second moto, I, I honestly never got clarification on what happened on the second moto. Uh, they had on the, on the broadcast, they had a lot of uh, camera footage on him or tele broadcast footage on him, and he looked impressive. He probably had a lot of the uh, at least more speed and more everything compared to everyone else on the broadcast, and he was making aggressive passes. But other than that, um, they never really showed what happened to him, and uh, it was just kind of like uh, what it would have been nice to know. None of the interviews afterwards kind of said what happened, so that was a little, little bit disappointing. But either way, fourth on the day, he had to be happy about that, and uh, a good way for him to start the year. Uh, Chase Sexton finished fifth on the day. He almost won Moto One. He was six tenths off. Uh, if he, uh, you know, he was coming down to the wire on Ferrandez there, a Moto One. You don't know if he uh, Ferrandez was just coasting it or you know. But either way, uh, Chase showed that he has speed. Now, if you listen to Mathis or Jason Thomas, they're, they, um, I think. Uh, Jason Thomas made a note on his industry seating podcast that maybe that Chase Sexton races Paula so much that he has a little bit more speed on that track compared to others. But either way, uh, Chase looked good, looked awesome in that moto, and uh, maybe there is another race win in this season. He's got to work on his starts though, because starts though because. Uh, Moto 2 at Paula, he went down. Obviously, he charged all the way up from last place to 10th. Now, I, it was kind of odd when he got up to Cooper Webb. Uh, I don't know if he finally ran out of gas or what, but it took a long time for him to get past Cooper Webb. If he, if he would have made, or if he would have got around Webb a lot faster, he could have made a little bit more points up there and then maybe he could have been uh, I don't know he probably would have got fourth overall but I don't know if he would have got maybe uh, maybe a podium would have been maybe possible with a couple of more points but uh, either way Chase had to be happy with his result after going down at the start uh, Jason Anderson got a very very quiet sixth place uh, got 10th in Moto 1 and got a very solid fourth overall he had to be very happy with that. The problem with Jason Anderson, again, is it starts uh, kind of a theme with him all season long. Uh, he's been in, getting into a lot of different issues. Now, the problem with Jason Anderson and, and doing a podcast late is we found out that he injured uh, he uh, in, in a practice crash, and he is going to be out. Uh it's going to be interesting to see if he is going to make the remaining races of the season. Again, the rumor is that he could be joining the Monster Energy Kawasaki team. There's no uh, confirmation of that at the moment, but uh, is he going to want to be on the uh, comeback for the uh, Husky, Husky team? Or is he just going to mentally be checked out and uh, 
be ready to go for the Kalasaki uh, challenge. So it'll be an interesting scene there. But for Jason Anderson, it's another practice crash that ends his uh, uh, motocross season. Uh, he came in a couple years ago after he won the Supercross Championship. Came in injured, uh, got injured, another practice crash. So it's just kind of a trend for him, and, and it's kind of just disappointing when it comes to Jason Anderson. <clears throat> sorry, that he's been unable to, uh, excuse me, finish a complete full season in Supercross and Motocross, but uh, sometimes it's just unfortunate there. Uh, Marvin Muscan, 7th overall at Paula. Uh, not much, not a good start, and he kind of just got stuck behind the Cooper, Eli, Zach Osborne train kind of in there, and he wasn't able to move up. Now, in the broadcast, uh, he, they were kind of making a showing that, oh, it's impressive that usually Marvin, Eli, Cooper are all battling for podium positions. They're all battling back there. But when we look at Marvin this season, he kind of was looking a little bit lack of speed. A lot of the races, he was getting in crashes and everything. Uh, motocross last year, he was struggling a lot of races, like at least early motos he was up there winning and then uh second half of the motos he was uh not doing that well so uh we don't know if uh it's a little bit changing of the guard as uh daniel blair or steve mathis would say but uh so far at least at paula marvin did not have a good typical race marvin's a little bit better starter uh if you look at uh, 2017 2018 marvin muskan was a little bit more forward at least uh, in terms of results. Uh, this has to, a fully healthy Marvin Muscan this early into the season. Uh, very disappointing seventh. Um, then we get to Cooper Webb. I, 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 this is awful and terrible. Uh, my panic button. Actually, let's go with Cooper Webb and Eli Tomac. It's round one, but my panic buttons are already out for both. And uh, I listened to the Racer X Review podcast with Weech, Jason Thomas, and, Ma oh, and Mathis, and they were just, um, they, some of them aren't even interested in looking for it, but I'm pressing that button immediately. And the reason why is because Cooper Webb had, he had great starts. He was up there, and he just got, he, he just wouldn't be, he wasn't, there was no pace for him. And he's supposed to be, the, he's a Supercross champion, and people want him to be one of the great ones. And the last double champion was Ryan Dungey in 2015, and there hasn't been one since. And when you look at legacies of all-time champions, and this goes for Eli Tomac too, you got to win both. And it's kind of it's kind of sketchy when you're looking at both Cooper Webb and Eli Tomac. And, and they're not doing it. Uh, for Cooper Webb, his outdoor seasons have been incredibly disappointing. Uh, his rookie season, he's missed a race. Uh, hold on one second. Um, I actually had a, a tweeted back a person. When you look at Webb's, since he's won the 2016 motocross title for the uh, 250 class, uh, 20 when he entered the 450 class 2017 he missed one race 2018 he missed six races 2019 he missed two races and then the 2020 season 
he missed eight of the uh, nine races that were uh, even scheduled. So when we look at Cooper Webb, his outdoor racing has been pretty terrible. And he's won one outdoor race, and that was Spring Creek 2019. And uh, I remember Paula 2019 coming off the Supercross Championship, and people wanted to blame the hangover. And it was not good. And when I look at this season starting out, uh, it is 511. It's not he's not even in he's not even in this stratosphere right now. It's it's terrible. Uh, for Eli Tomac, I just you know, I remember last season everyone was throwing out the kid. Is it the Supercross championship? I know the DNFs didn't help much last year. Is he because he's uh, getting up there close to the 30-year mark on age? I don't know. But if I, I, I think Yamaha has to be getting kind of scared on whatever the amount of money that he just signed for because uh, he ain't doing much. And 9-8, and he's already, after the first race of the season, being 20 points down is a problem. So it's just going to be rough for Eli Tomac. I, I, you know, I was kind of thinking that, you know, Jason Wygant made the comment that, you know, it's pretty cool that these riders want to keep riding when they're when they uh, when these elite guys, you know, when they don't stop racing. I don't know about that because it gets when you see a Villapoto, when you see a Dungey, when you see a Carmichael when they go out on top, you kind of see like that's that's awesome, that's cool. Then they're done. You don't see the downside of their career because it it gets. I I just you you get the mystique. That's that's the picture point. That that's what you're seeing. So, I mean, Villapoto dominated with four championships. And I, I understand he had a little MXGP stint, but he was done. He did the super. That was MXGP, so that was out, outdoor racing. But he did his Supercross stint. He won four championships in a row. Dungey won three in a row, and he also has three outdoor titles. So even if he were to come back, that's fine. He did his stint and went away. You know, McGrath won seven championships, and even though he came back, but he did seven. Tomac, to me. He and this is where he had such a disappointment to me as a fan of him because I I am a I, I, I was a Tomac guy and this my wife got annoyed with me because just because of his attitude towards Dungey in some ways but um I just I look at Tomac and just the amount of disappointing seasons that he has had I just I look at the downward spiral and I'm like. You know what? Maybe you should have just called it quits after your championship because it's like you you, you reached your pinnacle, and now you're going to be on your downward spiral, and it's, it's going to be rough because there's people going to be taking pot shots at you or just see you as kind of a disappointment, and it's going to kind of hurt your legacy because when 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 you kind of look at your motocross championship, and, and I hate to do this, but we kind of kind of need to reevaluate this. When he won his first championship, he had the lowest points scored 
since the uh, Grant Langston won his, and it was under 500 points, and that was that wasn't good. If, if Dungey would have raced that championship that season, and the same factors occurred, Dungey would have won that championship, and it would have it wouldn't even been close. And uh, 2018, he, it was better, but he still had the weirder moments. Uh, and then the 2019 championship was the best year that he 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 did. So it, it was three straight championships, yes, but was it the most dominating point stretch? No. I mean, when you look at Roxon, Roxon's uh, 2016 championship, Dungey's. 2012-2010 championship were 540 to 580. Uh, those were much more dominating than anything Eli Tomac has ever done. So I just I, I look at what he has done and on Supercross championship, and I just I don't know. I just feel a little uh, not. He's just I don't know what to do with him as a fan. I, I just feel disappointed. That's where I'm at. With Eli Tomac. All right, moving on. Uh, Zach Osborne finished 10th. Uh, not a good day, or kind of a confusing day for Zach Osborne. Uh, not a uh, mid pack start, uh, start the day, and then went backwards to 13th for the first moto. Then got, and then the second moto was better. So you don't know if the back stretched out. You got fifth. He looked much better in the second moto. Which, which which you think it would actually be reverse. But uh, if you're trying to defend your championship, you, you can't really have a bad moto. So that was disappointing for him. And then we get to Adam Cincerello, which I literally thought that he was going to dominate uh, at least moto one. I mean, he almost had a 10-second lead. And then he crashed. I, I, uh, I think he could have probably held that lead the entire way. I don't think uh, Dylan Ferrandez or uh, Justin Barsha were going to catch him if he if he didn't crash. Unfortunately for Adam, it's 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 been a consistency within his entire career. He just can't find a way not to crash, and it is frustrating. And I I like Adam Cincerello as a fan. Uh, I wanted him. I. I wanted to pick him to win the Supercross Championship, and I kind of did. But uh, he he got or well, I I didn't. I actually picked Eli Tomac. Sorry, I felt my failed again. But what held me back was the injury, and then what held me back is just uh, these simple little tip overs, and they're happening again in motocross. And in this one, he got seven twelve, and it's just one of those things where he needs to get get better. At this, and I don't know how long he can keep going at doing the same mistakes over and over again. Uh, Christian Craig uh, got 12th, good for him. He's coming back from his leg injury. Uh, obviously, he broke his leg at uh, Supercross, so uh, he also was announced he signed a new deal for next year with for Yamaha. He'll be on the 250s. For the team, for or sorry, 250 Supercross, and he'll come back for 450 Outdoors. Uh, Max Anstey had a quiet 13th at the opener. Uh, Joey Savacci got 14th. Cody Shock on a 450 Honda. He, he had the uh, highest privateer 
Uh, he's on the Chaparral Honda team, but he's the highest of 15th. Uh, Alessandro Lopinio got 16th. Uh, he kind of hurt me in Pulpamex Fantasy. Uh, I was kind of... He qualified 5th, but I guess he had some type of bike issue when he crashed at the start. Uh, it just... He got 36, so that really hurt me, but he, he rebounded and got 13th in Moto2. I just was disappointed. Uh, Dean Wilson got uh, 17th. Uh, it sounded like I uh, got ball, um, bars in his stomach, so ouch. Uh, Justin Bogle, 18th. I uh, I don't know. I mean, I you know you, you hear people like Chris Kiefer saying, you know, if they want to ride, let them ride, but I, I don't know. It's just getting tough to watch Bogle because he has great equipment and the the results just are are not there. Uh, Ryan Surratt with a uh, stock bike with a impressive ride got 19th. Uh, Frederick Noren got 20th. Good for him. And then uh, these guys did uh, scored points, but out of the top 20th. Tyler Medeglia got 21st. Brandon Hartraff got 22nd. The return of Philip Nicoletti got uh, 23rd. Uh, 24th was uh, Jacob Hayes. And uh, coming back from injury, uh, good for good to see him. And the, I believe he was the final guy to get a point. And uh, good for him because uh, it's been a long road to get a point. All right, let's get to the 250 class at uh, Paula. And it was a tie. Uh, but the overall will go to Jet Lawrence. And uh, Jeremy Martin comes out, wins the uh, first moto. And uh, he said he had arm pump. So it's just one of those things where uh, he doesn't like Paula. Uh, he's more of an East Coast guy, obviously growing up at Spring Creek. Which, by the way, I will be going to that race. Uh, uh, Jeremy Martin had to pretty much battle his teammate. Uh, for a lot of the race, but uh, Jeremy looked like he was going to—he's going to have a great year. So it's—it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he does the the entire season. Uh, Jet Lawrence Moto. So either way, Jet Lawrence got uh, the win. Jet Lawrence screwed up on the start uh, on the Moto One, but uh, he worked a lot of guys to get up to second place. He looked very impressive, moved through the field. Um, Moto2 got a bit, very, very much better start, which he was able to uh, get past originally Jeremy Martin after he makes a mistake, and then he was able to get past uh, Justin Cooper after that, and then he was able to get some distance. But uh, Jeremy Martin was able to make the pass on Justin Cooper, which resulted in... Uh, Jeremy Martin tying and Justin, or sorry, uh, Jet Lawrence in points. Um, so either way, at that point after round one, it looked like it was going to be those two for the title. In my preview podcast, I had predicted that Jet Lawrence was going to win the title. Uh, at I didn't realize. I, well, uh, when I listened to the preview pod with Mathis, he said that uh, Jeremy Martin had a wrist injury and a shoulder, uh, well, not wrist injury. He said there had more injuries than uh, than was known, so I was more 
hesitant on picking Jeremy Martin, so that's why I went with Jet Lawrence. But uh, Jet Lawrence looked impressive in this race. Uh, he looks like he could be a dominant force, and I don't think there's too many riders in his class that even has close to his speed. Uh, the closest person that probably has his speed, but, uh, well, doesn't necessarily have his speed, but ha at least does have a competitive chance, and that's going to be Justin Cooper. But in the race here, Justin Cooper necessarily didn't have... I don't think he had the top line speed. Uh, Justin Cooper does have the starting ability. Uh, when you look at uh, Moto One, he finished fifth, so that had to be disappointing. Moto Two, he did get the better start. Uh, he didn't get the whole shot that went to Jeremy Martin, but Justin Cooper got the lead early. But uh, obviously, Jet Lawrence was closer this round or this Moto, so uh, Jeremy Martin was able to uh, basically get around him after Jet. Uh, for Justin Cooper, if he wants to have a chance to win this championship, obviously he's going to have to get better starts in both motos, and hopefully Jet makes a mistake. Uh, Michael Moseman gets fourth place. Good for him. That's where two years ago, before uh, last season, obviously he missed outdoors. Uh, 2019, he was on the Husky, and he was getting fourth place all the time. The only thing that Michael Moseman was missing on outdoors was his starts. So we will have to see after round one. That's something that he was missing again. Was He was just kind of missing a start. He, uh, he got uh, a thir 13th place start here. And uh, he was able to go to fourth. So we'll have to see if he can fix that after round one. RJ Hampshire got fifth. So RJ with... Uh, a 3-9, that's uh, second moto finish. That's kind of a problem. But if he wants to get at least a little bit better, he's more of an East Coast guy anyway, but we'll have to see if he gets a little better. Hunter Lawrence, sixth place. That kind of down a little bit. You think Hunter, a lot of people had Hunter Lawrence a little better, but that's round one expectations. A lot of people had Hunter winning. Uh, after and in 2019, he almost beat Adam Cincerello for the race. Uh, but with a lot of people had Hunter winning just because of the amount of improvement uh, in Supercross. But I think some people kind of forget that Supercross and Motocross are different. So uh, Garrett Marchbanks, an impressive seventh seventh place on a Club MX Yamaha. For Club MX, this is the first time of them ever coming to uh, outdoors. Obviously, they have been a Supercross-only team. Well, for Outdoor Nationals, they had done, done some Canadian uh, Canadian Nationals. Austin Forkner, 8th place. Extremely disappointing uh, for Austin Forkner. Uh, the only thing I can conclude is... Uh, after this race, is it's the first race back. I can think of a couple years ago... Uh, Adam Cincerello, when he first did the Nationals after missing, it took him at least one year, full year of doing them before he was ready to go for competitiveness. So I think people forget that when you haven't done them for two years. So I, I think people maybe should give him a little bit of break. But I, the one thing that is not helping him is he's not getting any starts. Now, 
I know he's doing this is dirt starts compared to Supercross, but he, he needs a start. I'd like to see what he can do after getting a start. Uh, Colt Nichols, ninth. This actually surprises me. I thought he would be a, li a little bit better. Uh, he's gotten podiums before in motocross, but uh, uh, the lack of speed and the starts are a problem, and he is on a star bike, so I kind of wonder what's going on there. Uh, Joe Shimoda, 10th. Uh, bad starts. That's basically what Joe Shimoda is uh, kind of happening here. Jalik Swall, 11th. Uh, not much to say about him. Uh, Jarrett Fry, 12th. Just uh, disappointing there. Uh, Max Volan, 13th. Uh, Max Volan, the one thing I'll say about this one is he's had the whole shot. He looked amazing. He was winning. Uh, Jeremy Martin was on him. Uh, he, he, uh, uh, Max, obviously, with, I mean, it was Max Volan and Styles Robinson were there. Uh, they finished 13 and 14. They were up one and two most of the race. Styles made, made mistakes and dropped back. Maximus was up there. He looked great. I think Jeremy, Max, Max Volan probably would have got second, uh, maybe third. But, uh, there was a mechanical issue for, for Volan which made him get 38th, and then uh, the second moto got 7th. Uh, otherwise, he probably would have maybe, I don't know if he would have won the overall. I don't know if he would have got another start. Almost got another start from the outside of moto 2. But uh, for Volan, uh, he, is, he does have a chance to win Hangtown when that comes around. So if he can stay healthy the entire way, it'll be interesting. Uh, Pierce Brown uh, screwed me in Pulp and Mixed Fantasy. I... Uh, uh, Seth Hamaker got 16th. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to say about Seth. Uh, he announced on Instagram before Thunder Valley that uh, he's going to miss some time. Uh, he just doesn't feel right. Going to get blood testing. Uh, no news yet on what is what's going to happen to him the rest of the season. Uh, Thrasher got 17th. I also had him for Pulp and Mix Fantasy. Don't want to talk about him. Alex Martin, just just disappointing. At 18th, I didn't do press day, so didn't really have the preparation of the other riders, and I just just not existent on the uh, involving anyone else. Uh, Carson Mumford got 19th. Uh, looking for improvement there. Uh, McAdoo had an awful race. Got 20th. Uh, he crashed, and then. Uh, Turned out that he broke his leg. Um, I think. Oh, hold on one second. Sorry. Uh, this race. Do 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 do. Yeah. Anyway, uh, McAdoo. Uh, it's just unfortunate in this race. Uh, McAdoo crashes and breaks his leg. Uh, there was some. Um, there was some controversy in this race is uh, if he <sighs> obviously in the Supercross race it was going to be more if yeah sorry it was just racing then my race is screwed up um, there was some controversy in this race if if uh, obviously in Supercross he crashed multiple times cameras are on him all the time in this race he was kind of pushing the camera away and then his crew chief or sorry, his mechanic was uh, blocking the camera. 
Obviously, I think McAdoo was overreacting a little bit. The cameraman does have his job. I think everyone, even the fans, kind of overreacted. So uh, everybody does have a job. I think if the guy has his distance and he's not up in the face, uh, obviously Cameron's a little heated in the moment. He's in pain. So there has to be some type of understanding there. Obviously Cameron had surgery and he's going to be out for the rest of the year. So hopefully, uh, no, I haven't heard if he's going to resign with the team. I'm going to say probably yes, but... Uh, uh, I, I think hopefully that that conversation is now over. Uh, Ty Masterpool, 21st. Dylan Schwartz, 22nd. Joshua Varaz got 23rd. Uh, Max Miller got 24th. And then Derek Drake got 25th. That will be the final person with points. All right. That was it for round one. We won't discuss the points because... Well, because we are going to discuss round two. And let's go. Round two was at Thunder Valley. Now, normally, uh, Thunder Valley is round three. But because uh, uh, all the series are still struggling with COVID. And uh, uh, so, this will be round two. And, well, Ken Roxon. Wins round two in a very uh, impressive manner. Uh, I uh, I didn't think he was going to win this race, but uh, you know I did pick him for first lap leader, and uh, it was it was astonishing to watch. Or it was just amazing to watch. Um, he won both motos, and uh, the one thing I think his second moto was uh, uh, just amazing. His what what I saw was 2016 flashes, and that was his first lap to second lap speeds where he's able to make quick passes and just check out. And if he's gonna be if he does that at the rest of the at the rest of the races, uh, this championship could be over. And even though Dylan Fernandez had a second lap faster on the last lap. That means nothing to me because Dylan's problem is he started ninth. And that's not going to get it done when Roxon can get through the field and get to the first place and check out and have a 12 to 20 second lead on you after the half point of the race. So uh, when you look at Roxon, uh, it was an interesting first moto because Roxon got passed by Cincerello and Ferrandez. Uh, now, I don't know at what point uh, Dylan had the the brake issue, but obviously uh, Roxon learned lines because he was able to pass Cincerello again, and then obviously he was able to keep pace with Dylan. And overall, Roxon checked out on the rest of the field and and uh, won the race. Uh, Roxon takes over the points lead, and he, again, looked amazing. And I think high point is going to be an interesting race because if he does the same thing and Dylan doesn't respond and has a bad start in either moto and Roxon has a consistent uh, both races, I think this championship is going to start catering towards Roxon because uh, he's won three straight 
Modos. Now, for Dylan, going 2-2 is good. Uh, I mean, you only lost six points to Roxon, but the problem with Dylan is uh, Roxon will, in motocross, uh, if, if he's on for a season, he will get good starts in, in moto. Uh, for, for Ferrandez, he does have the knack of the bad starts. And that happened so far in uh, so far 50-50. It's either going to be an okay start or it's going to be a bad start. And that's what happened uh, so far in this moto. Uh, third was Adam Cincerello. He got third and sixth. Uh, he, I thought there was a possibility that he was going to win moto one, but uh, he wasn't. He was not able to get away from Ferrandis and Roxon. Um, obviously, there may be some still injuries that are there, but uh, the talent is there, and he he didn't really make a. Uh, obviously in. Uh, Moto2, he made the tip-over mistake, which was extremely disappointing, so that cost him a lot of spots, but still able to get the podium, and he will uh, move forward. He has a, already a lot of points to make up. I'll go through the points after I go through the results here, but either way, Adam Cincerello, improvement compared to uh, round one. Uh, Justin Barsha, 7-3 on the day, uh, fourth overall for the... Second week in a row, uh, misses the podium by one point again. Uh, for Barsha, you a little bit disappointed on how the first moto went, but uh, he was 12th overall on the first start, so uh, you can't start that uh, far back and expect to catch up to anybody else. Uh, moto number two was better. He had to be disappointed by getting caught by Ferrandis, so that had to be hurting there. Uh, Barsha, if he gets a little bit better start, he does have a chance to win a moto or overall. He's just kind of a little bit better on the starts. Uh, Aaron Plessinger, uh, impressive, impressive, impressive. Fifth overall, tied uh, Barsha in points, but got third in the moto. Uh, he, um, uh, Dylan and uh, Barsha kind of broke away from him a little bit at the, uh, at the end of Moto2, but he still got fourth. So good for him on tying in points, and he's having a good year. He's looked like he's having fun. Uh, sixth overall was Chase Sexton. Uh, for, it's sad for Chase because he got fourth and fourth and fifth overall in the Moto, and he gets uh, sixth overall. That's, that's kind of rough. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if for Chase – he uh, he's gonna have to work on his starts because uh, Moto Two he had a thirteenth place start. He has a lot more speed compared to a lot of other riders, but uh, the thirteenth place start's not gonna get you anywhere. Uh, Christian Craig improves on Paula and gets seventh place on the day. He got sixth, seventh overall. He's gotta be happy about that. Uh, the one thing I'll say about Christian Craig, he should make it through all 12, mo uh, 12 races this season because there's no Glenn Helen. Uh, if anyone remember, I was going to bring this up talking about round one, but at least in round two, he's usually getting hurt because usually it's Glenn Helen. But you know what? Yeah, we're not going to Glenn Helen. So at least that uh, horrific uh, trend is over for Christian Craig. Uh, Cooper Webb got eighth, and I'm going to hit the panic button again. I don't really want to go through the whole spiel again, but uh, Cooper, 
Cooper didn't look good again. Uh, he, I mean, people might say he had a little bit more fight in him at the uh, Thunder Valley race, but I just, I went through how many races he's missed and he's how many more points down now. Um, I, I don't think it would be smart for him to pull out of the series. Uh, he's full, I, I can't expect, unless he crashes and gets hurt or a fake mystical injury pops up, but he's probably fully healthy. He just doesn't have the raw speed. I talked in the, um, I, I, in my numerous Supercross review podcast and my uh, Pro Motocross preview, the one thing I mentioned is he doesn't have the pure speed. And that is a problem. And he needs to work on that. Um, I, that's pretty much all I have to say about him. Uh, Marvin Muscan, ninth. He actually had a solid start in um, uh, Moto 2. He just got eaten up, and he just didn't have the speed after that. I, I don't know what to say else on Marvin. I'm kind of confused. Uh, the only thing I can say is, is age catching up with him. He's only 30, and, and uh, Osborne just, just won that championship at his advanced age, so... Uh, is there an injury? Is are the riders getting worn down from the Alden Baker program? I, I just I, I don't know what's going on with Marvin. He needs to find more speed and fast. Um, and then Eli Tomac. Uh, I want to bring this up with Eli. He got tenth overall. Uh, just just nothing for him. I've heard Mathis say that you know oh he's. He's from Colorado. He he should do. He should he does well at the track. He has a good history on this track. He's only won this racetrack. Only won this race a couple of times. Um, he 2015 he got hurt badly at this track, cost him the championship. Uh, he, yes, he was winning this race. 2016, 2016 uh, he uh, Roxon won this race. Uh, 2017 uh, he lost at the Blake Baggett, uh, and then. Uh, so, and then I think, um, I think he won it 2018, 2019, and 2020. Uh, he, so he's only won this race a couple of times. It's not like he, uh, I, I just, I think we need to, we need to back it down just a little bit on this success on this racetrack. Because he, he won it in 2020 when he wasn't like the guy. But other than that, let's let's just back it down on Tomac's success at Thunder Valley because it's not as good as you think it actually should be as a home state race. Because uh, uh, Brian Dungey's success at Melville is great, um, uh, but uh, here or uh, for Eli Tomac, no. Uh, Justin Bogle, even though I kind of was down on him. For round one, he improved for round two. He got 11th. So that's what you're looking for for, for Bogle. I mean, I was down on him for that, but he quiet 11th here. Uh, Joey Savacci went down, crashed, but still was able to get 12th. Uh, Max Anstey, 13th, same exact position. Uh, Dean Wilson, 14th. Uh, Frederick Noren, way to go. He's looking to get better. 15th, uh, very quiet. Zach Osborne, uh, 12th, 40th. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the last time we see Zach Osborne for outdoors if, if he takes care of his back problem so he's ready for Supercross. Obviously, he announced he has a one-year contract ex uh, extension for Husky. 
this might be the last hurrah for Zach Osborne, so it might be good for him to get that uh, back back uh, figured out. Uh, Brandon Hartraff, 17th. Uh, Cody Shock, good for him. We got 18th. Ryan Surratt, 19th again, top 20. Uh, Mitchell Falk, 20th. Scott Meshi got scored some points, got 21st. Justin Rodbell, 22nd, even though he screwed me in Pulp MX Fantasy. And then uh, Jacob Hayes again, 23rd, scores a point. Way to go, Jacob Hayes. That's that's all you got to do, Jacob Hayes. I think Jacob Hayes, if I remember Daniel Blair saying that uh, he is uh, not going to race until the end of the year, so going to heal up. So we look at the points for the 450 class, and there is already massive separation after the first uh, two races and four motos. Uh, Ken Roxon has a one-point lead over Dylan Ferrandez, uh, 90 over 89. Uh, third is Aaron Plessinger, uh, who he is 16 points behind Ken Roxon. Fourth is Justin Barsha. Fifth is Chase Sexton. Sixth is Adam Cincerello. Sixth, seventh is Cooper Webb. Eighth is Christian Craig. Ninth is Marvin Muskan. Tenth is Eli Tomac. And uh, 11th is Zachary Osborne. And 12th is Jason Anderson, which those two guys are going to be out of, out of the, out for the year. So Max Anstey is going to be bumped up to 12th place in points. And that's about it for the 450 class. Uh, let's move on to the 250 class at uh, Thunder Valley, where Justin Cooper wins the overall with two two scores. Uh, he kind of won the overall because, well, let's get to it, where Jeremy Martin. Uh, Jeremy Martin got the overall win, uh, or sorry, overall win, Moto 1 win uh, in a dominating fashion, even after a restart. Uh before the restart, he looked dominant, got a great start, but uh, then Jerry Robin got knocked out. And then Jeremy Martin uh, had to go restart Cooper. Justin Cooper got a better start that time around, but then uh, Jeremy Martin made the move around him and then uh, was able to hold him off. Uh, Moto2... Jeremy Martin did not get a good start. And then while trying to move through the pack, crashes, hurts his wrist even more, and is probably going to be out for the rest of the season. Justin Cooper, who finished second in Moto1, uh, has to battle Jet Lawrence. Now, Jet Lawrence finishes second overall uh, with 4-1 Moto scores. Uh, so he only loses a point towards Justin Cooper in the points. But either way, uh, Jet Lawrence actually in the restart kind of got screwed over because he was actually right behind Jeremy Martin. But uh, Jet Lawrence got, was right behind Justin Cooper after the uh, Moto2. Was able to make of, uh, both Cooper and Lawrence were kind of making aggressive passes at each other. Uh, either way, Lawrence was able to get past Cooper and was able to take the Moto victory. It's going to be interesting to see what style wins this season compared to the two. Uh, Jet Lawrence has more uh, speed between the two, uh, but Jet can be up and down on his starts. Uh, 
Justin Cooper is much better starter is a much better starter between the two of them. Uh, like I said, Jet has more run speed than Cooper, but Cooper can get if he gets to start, he can hold up a lead better than Jet Lawrence in terms of if he's if uh, Jet's a little bit further back. So we see who can win the championship. Uh, and who can keep their cool too is to, if they're going to be aggressive at each other. Obviously, they've had some issues with each other back on some uh, Facebook qualms over donuts and dogs on the uh, podium. Either way, Jets that's Jets a great talent, and uh, Justin Cooper is looking to win the motocross championship because all eyes are on him to win. Hunter Lawrence uh, finishes third, better performance compared to round one, but uh, Hunter was off the pace compared to the top two. He's got to be disappointed in that. Uh, Joe Shimoda got fourth. That was an extremely impressive uh, fourth compared to <laughs> round one. Uh, but uh, the problem for Joe is uh, 13th and 11th place starts aren't going to help you when you want to get better. But either way, he's still got uh, fourth place finish, was, which is impressive compared to where he was off the start. Uh, same for Colt Nichols. Colt Nichols got fifth overall, and he didn't have any better starts either. He was uh, 15th and 12th off the start. So better results for Colt Nichols this time around. And Garrett Marchbanks. Similar story. He got sixth overall. Terrible starts. He got 14th and 20th. So, uh, yeah, that's these guys are going to have to get better on their overall. Uh, they're going to have to get better on their starts. And you thought with at least uh, Marchbanks and Nichols are on Yamahas, you think that they would be a little bit. I know Garrett's not on the factory, but you think they would be a little bit better, especially in altitude. Jalik Swall got seventh. That is his best overall result in the series. And he announced on the Pulp Mech Show on Monday night he signed a new two-year deal. So good for him. Jeremy Martin got eighth out for the year. Sad for him. Uh, Dylan Schwartz. I watched him at Loretta's two years ago. And he or sorry, last year. And he is ninth overall. Impressive for him uh, on a Suzuki, no less. And uh, he was 18th off the start and 16th off the start, and he finished in the top 10, at least in Mono 1, 12th in Mono 2, but overall good for Dylan Schwartz. Uh, 10th at RJ Hampshire. Uh, great Moto 1, got podium. Uh, Moto 2, disappointing crash, got 19th. It's just... Hampshire just can't put two motos together, disappointing. And then... Um, 11th was uh, Austin Forkner. My panic button is out for Austin Forkner. That's just, I, I just don't know what to do with him. Uh, as I said about the round one, I just, I'm going to repeat it again. I don't know if this is a thing where you, you look at kind of where Adam Cincerello, you, you just don't know if, if this is a type of thing where he just needs to get through one round, one year worth of motocross testing, and then maybe he has a chance for the following year. But, I don't know what to do with Austin because this is not looking good. Uh, Thrasher, 12th. Uh, he has not had a good outdoor season this year. Yes, he won those two Supercrosses, but other than that, it's been fairly lackluster in that. Jared Fry, 13th. He ain't doing much for me either. Very disappointing. Carson Mumford got 14th. That is a vast improvement compared to what he was. 
Uh, Pierce Brown, 15th, disappointing. I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, uh, Pierce has just not been good outdoors. Uh, Moseman, 16th, uh, he had a mechanical issue. Mono 1 and then Mono 2 did not go any better. Uh, Joshua Varis, uh, he uh, had a great start. He had a great start in, uh, before the uh, restart, but uh, he, he's looking pretty solid. Uh, Volan, uh, 18th, he just first time at this track. You don't know how well he's going to be doing going forward. He obviously qualified 23rd, so it's just gaining experience track by track by track. Uh, Ty Masterpool was 19th, Derek Kelly 20th, uh, Alves 21st, Jesse Flock 22nd, Max Miller 23rd, Derek Drake 24th, and the last person to get a point was Derek Drake. Uh, shout out to Zach Williams, Minnesota guy, first race of the season, 24th, 25th, and... Get well soon, Jerry Robin. Hopefully he makes a return for high point. So, for the points, uh, Jet Lawrence has a 10-point lead over Justin Cooper. Uh, Jerry, uh, sorry, Jerry. Uh, J-Mart has a, is 18 points behind Jet Lawrence. I doubt he is going to race the rest of the year. Hunter Lawrence is in fourth. Garrett Marchbanks is fifth. RJ Hampshire is sixth. Joe Shimoda is 7th, Colt Nichols is 8th, Austin Forkner is ninth. Michael Moseman is 10th, Jalik Swole is 11th, 12th is Jarrett Fry, 13th is Nate Thrasher, uh, Dylan Schwartz is 14th, Volan is 15th, and Pierce Brown is 16th, Carson Mumford 17th, Styles Robertson is 18th. That's it, pretty much it for points, and uh, yeah. The rest of the motocross season, they take a week off, so there's no race this week. Uh, and then they will go to High Point June 19th and get a week off. And then there will be four weekends in a row, four weeks in a row they will be racing. Fourth uh, of July weekend, Red Bud, then Southwick, Millville, which I said I will be going to, and then Washougal. Then they'll take a couple of weeks off, then Unadilla, Bud's Creek, and then Ironman. Take a week off, then Paula. And then Hangtown. Looks like they're not going to call it. I guess, yep, sorry. I was reading it. Yep, then Hangtown. So hopefully they have Hangtown. I've heard some stupid rumors about that. All right, so that's it for Pro Motocross. Uh, thank you for listening to all that. Just uh, I will get a little bit more uh, on top of things after um, just getting some house remodeling done. All right, so this upcoming weekend, it is the MXGP. Now, do I know everything about the uh, MXGP? No, but I do watch all the races when they are on the uh, CBS Sports Network. I watch at least the second motos. I'm not paying for the package. That's just that's a little excessive for me. But uh, I've ever since. Uh, I started listening to Pulp MX and everything. I do watch the GPs. They are cool to watch. Just a different type of countries, the different soils. Uh, they're all competitive. And some people, I mean, you get different riders winning championships. So, and uh, plus you listen to all the hurlings talk and all that. So, uh, 
let's go through some of the MXGP teams. Uh, the most competitive and top team that is going to be there, obviously, is going to be the Red Bull KTM Factory Racing Team. And that's going to be the return of all three injury riders. Uh, Jeffrey Hurlings, uh, probably the most talented rider on the circuit. Uh, last season, he hurt his neck on a freak accident. And uh, he was leading the points by a wide margin before he got hurt. So it will be, he probably is the favorite to win the championship in, in the class. Uh, uh, he's only won one MXGP championship. He has a lot of GP wins, but all, a lot of them are from the uh, 250 division over there. Uh, so. When you look at Jeffrey Herlins, he has the talent. He's referred to as the bullet. Uh, it will be interesting to see what type of strategy he has. Uh, if Does he have the same speed after the freak accident? Where, where is he at? That's going to be interesting. The other thing I'll say about the MXGP series is usually it starts at the last week of February or March, but we're delaying the season until June. <laughs> so... We'll have to see what happens. But either way, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Herlings, uh, we'll have to see where he is. If Does he have the speed? That's the same. Then we have Antonio Caroli. Uh, this might be his final season. He is going for the all-time uh, leader in victories for the GPs. We'll have to see if uh, he can get this done. Uh, this is probably the most healthiest. He is healthiest. He is returning in the class every every single year i think since 2015 he has had an injury problem so hopefully he can stay healthy throughout the entire year and then we have the rookie sensation jorge prado uh, the one thing about prado is is that this is year two so people think that he can probably have a good chance to not necessarily win the title but be a top maybe top three Maybe battle Geisher for I, I think Geisher is is um, close to be a one B towards uh, Hurlings so maybe Prado can be third in points towards Cry Cryerly. Uh, the one thing about Prado is is that he tested positive for COVID nineteen last season so we'll have to see where he is health wise is he fully recovered does he have any issues from COVID after so. Either way, uh, some people there are going to be some people out there saying maybe maybe Prado can beat Hurlings and Prado can win the championship. I think the championship. I'll just go right now. The championship is going to come down to Hurlings or uh, Geisher. So either way, uh, for their 250 team, it, uh, the defending champion is going to be v, uh, Vial. He's back. So if he wins the championship again, he's out of the class. And then they have a couple guys. I'll be honest with you, I can't pronounce their names, but we have uh, we have that. Uh, then we have uh, Lupino. He's going to be in the MRT KTM team. He's going to be in the MXGP class. So uh, we'll have to see uh, how he does there after racing in the American Pro Motocross Series. Uh, in the Hitachi KTM Fueled by Milwaukee, we have Adam Sterry. He's going to be on that team. Uh, and then uh, 
Rene Hoffa is also going to be on the Red Bull KTM Factory Racing team. So on that. Uh, Sean Simpson has confirmed that he is going to return racing next year and compete in the full series. He's going to be on the SS24 KTM team. Uh, Sean Simpson, a few years ago, raced in the American Motocross Series. So we'll have to see how well he does. Uh, Jordan Tixier is going to be racing in the MXGP, cla MXGP class. He's going to be in the JT911 KTM clean team. Um, there's also a chance that uh, they may add Binier Patriot to his team, but uh, uh, we'll have to see if that happens. So I don't know. Uh, moving on to the JD GunX KTM team. That's going to be Jose Buertron. Uh, yep, so we have that. On the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Racing Team, that's going to be Jaconis and Tommy's Olsen. Uh, Tommy's Olsen is moving up, so uh, we'll have to see how that goes. In the MX2 class, that'll be Giad Beaton and KD Wolf. Uh, we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, moving up from the EMX250 class. And the Par Homes Husqvarna Team will be Josh Gilbert. From the Motorstar Husqvarna Scandavian team, it'll be Anton Gull. Uh, on the Standing Construct Gas Gas Factory Racing team, it'll be Paul Jonas and Brian Bogers. From Paul Jonas, he won the uh, MX2 championship a few years ago before uh, in, uh, before Paul jo or sorry, um, Jorge Prado came onto the scene. So it's good for Paul Jonas to find a place to fall. Uh, after obviously he's not going to be on the Red Bull KTM team with Jorge Prado moving up and uh, Caroli and Hurling's on that team. So at least he has, you know, the Gas Gas team or a Husqvarna team, but it looks like he's found the Gas Gas team to go on. So uh, Langenelfer is going to be on the Daiga Progress Gas Gas Factory Juniors team. All right, so the uh, Honda team, HRC team, is going to be Tim Geiser and Mitch Evans. Uh, I'm actually a Geiser fan <laughs> over a uh, Hurlings fan, so I kind of hope uh, Tim Geiser <laughs> wins the championship. So that's just me. I really don't have like a I'm gonna like American Motocross. I I really have a prediction, but I'm more of a Geiser guy over Hurlings. But either way, uh, Racer X reported the other day that Mitch Evans is going to miss the first race of the year, so that's a tough loss for them. But uh, Tim's healthy. We'll move on from there. Uh, but now, sorry, Benet Pacharel is going to be on the Hana HR SL Moira Bratch team if I just would have went a little bit more down on my list. All right, so any more important names uh, on the JM Honda racing team will be Henry Jacoby. That's a name that you would recognize. He's going to be on that team. All right, on the Monster Energy Yamaha Factory MXGP team will be Glenn Koldenhoff. Jeremy Sewer and Ben Watson. That is a very solid team for the MXGP class. Uh, in the MX2 class, it will be Yago Geertz. So it will be interesting to see if Geertz can be a little bit more competitive with Vial because I think those two are going to be the top two in that class. We'll have to see, uh, at least in the MX2 class. Vial kind of dominated Geertz in a lot of, a lot of the races, so uh, we'll have to see what, how it happens in 2021. 
Kevin Stribos is going to be on the Guillaume Van Venroy Yamaha Racing Team. That is another guy that you would know. Uh, on the Hostetler Yamaha will be Anatonis. He'll be on the MXGP2 team. Uh, MXGP, sorry. Uh, anybody, I'm just kind of going there. On the Monster Energy KR2 team, uh, Robin Feber will be on that. I believe that will be on the, Kal I think that's the Kawasaki team. Yep, on the Monster Energy Kawasaki team will be Robin Feber. We'll have to see how he does on there. At least you'll get a Monster Energy number three over there when uh, Tomac Lisa leaves over there. Uh, anybody else relevant um, on the SDM course beta? Fa oh, that's right. So beta, that motorcycle company, is entering the MXGP class. So uh, Jeremy Van Horbrick is going to be on that. So we will have to see how that bike does in that class. And obviously, if there is success then the beta will be coming probably over to the American side of the, uh, at least our borders. So we'll have to see. So like I said, the first MXGB race will be over here. And uh, it'll be cool to see that race. Usually those races are on CBS Sports Network whenever they get them dialed in. So... Either way, thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, coming up, I will do an NHRA race review of the last two races. They had a four-ride race and then a normal race, and then they have a race coming up this weekend too. Uh, they, Yeah, so thank you for listening, and uh, see you.